right, guys. So, uh, hey, I do the intro this time. What do you mean? Oh, shit. Exactly. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Nerd Size Podcast. I'm joined by my long haired co host. And I'm joined by now my Short shorter hair co host. And you guys get, uh, thankfully, today we got to watch The Batman early. And so you guys are going to be seeing this on uh, release day or at least hearing it. Um, but we have some thoughts on the movie. Of course. So, uh, before that, let's get into our intro. So as Total mentioned, uh, we were very, very gracious. Shout out to Fernie for letting us know about that in the first place. Oh, yeah. uh, we were very gracious to get uh, some early screening tickets for uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman. So uh, we were very fortunate to be able to see it a few days before it uh, released. Probably at the time of this uh, recording, it'll already be out. So obviously you guys will be able to kind of have those thoughts with us. Or if you haven't seen it yet, like I said, you can kind of have... Our thoughts and our thoughts before you go into yeah, the movie. We're gonna try to, if we can, avoid story spoilers. Obviously, if we'll we go do, into spoilers at the very end for yeah. those, um, but we'll give a warning, uh, because I do want to talk about specifically one thing, of course, that needs a spoiler, of course. But before we get into sort of our thoughts on the movies, let's touch a little bit about. I know that this was a movie that I think for both of us it was our most anticipated 2022. Yeah, uh, film. I mean it's the best. So obviously it was it was one that we both had. A very large excitement for not obviously just not as a batman film but just as me and you have talked about how we like matt reeves and i happen to like uh the planet of the apes movies that he did so i'm just gonna pretend i didn't see you throw that water bottle away but uh anyway so uh going into it you know what were your kind of thoughts i know you tried to avoid you saw yeah, the two trailers I, I saw, together i saw the me. two original trailers especially the one that you and i waited an uh, entire, two hours yeah an entire uh event for um, I saw those two trailers, but I tried to go into the movie without knowing that much about the movie. I mean, I knew that uh, the Riddler was the villain. Of course. Uh, I knew that Robert Pattinson was yeah, the we, Batman. We knew the things that yeah, yeah. Like, about Penguin um, and Gordon, of course. But I, I had heard a little bit about it being like inspired of like Seven and like these other crime noirs and crime thrillers. Of course, and obviously the comics as well. We knew that yeah. the long Halloween was a really big inspiration. Uh, inspiration along with, I don't remember, but it was another sort of mm -hmm. detective noir based Batman Hush, right? comic. No, it was not Hush, I believe. I'm not, uh, I'm well, not entirely it was, sure. It was another one, but it was definitely inspired by the long Halloween. Um, but that's kind of the extent of what I, I went into the movie with. I really... As I've gotten uh, more and more into watching movies, I've tried to go into them without spoiling too much because uh, I feel like that ruins a little bit of the mystique of it. And uh, I was glad that I went into it uh, without it, but I had heard the rumors that it was a dark, um, a darker Batman. And we'll get into it. I, I do think it is the darkest Batman movie, at least live action Batman movie that we've Agreed. gotten. And like like you said, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about the, the atmosphere of the film. I, yeah. I think the first thing... I want to touch upon because obviously it's it's such a big aspect is is the characters mm -hmm. and we can talk about where the actors kind of shine for us so um right off the bat we got to get into it you know robert pattinson is the batman um i loved it um i think we we've been talking i think you and me but mostly with our friends for a while now about how batman specifically out of all out of all the superheroes including marvel including dc is such a coveted position it's such a coveted role mm -hmm. that it's it's obviously very daunting when that's presented to you and we've seen it when when uh christian bell had it we've seen it when ben affleck was offered you know that that it comes with a with a sort of stature yeah and it, um, and it comes with a history of many of other and actors. obviously you know you always 
you want to be true to the character, but you want to, you don't want to be Ben Affleck. You don't want to be Michael Keaton. You want to make it your own. Of course. So obviously when everyone found out that it was Robert Pattinson, obviously we knew what is, oh, they got the guy from Twilight. Twilight you know, yeah. they got Edward Cullen, which if that was your mentality, this movie wasn't for you because he, he is such a well prolific actor. Well, yeah. After, after Twilight, uh, he went on a tear and just did absolutely yeah. great movies one after the other of course obviously the lighthouse being a lighthouse one being that he did with one, willem dafoe of course um um i think you know there this is going to become a running theme in my review of this movie which mm -hmm. is i i loved i loved him as the batman mm -hmm. i didn't love the batman <laughs> i think that they gave him a lot of I think that they asked him to do a lot with his with his body language mm -hmm. more than with his acting like like outwardly like there was uh, maybe I could count on like maybe two hands the amount of times where he had like an active speaking role. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else was just more physical and uh and brooding which of course. of course I mean that that comes with the the yes and and they they very much kind of give us and once again this this was also in the trailers we've known about this that this is a younger batman this is a younger uh bruce wayne sort of finding his way becoming a sort of hero so it was interesting to see how you mentioned you know there there are those moments where you do see that you know he's he's not as seasoned as we're used to you know we we see yeah. him in the trailers and in throughout the film you know get um one up by other people you know get one up by some of these you know henchmen by by intellectually you know and all that and i think it's important to see kind of how robert pattinson dealt with sort of taking a character that is already we know is going to become the world's greatest detective that yeah. we know is going to become this this master ninja this this master combatant and kind of show how he's he's still flawed you know yeah. he's still making these mistakes um We'll get into this one because this is one that is one of my complaints of the movie, which is I felt like the chemistry between him and Alfred could have been a little better. Uh, I think Alfred was heavily misused, not misused, underused. In this I agreed. I, I feel like we'll get, like I said, later on into more story stuff so we can touch upon yeah. it. But, you know, Alfred is such a very one of, if in my opinion, the most important character in the Batman mythos because he's, he's always there. I mean, other than Batman, but of yeah, course. I mean, to Batman, uh, Alfred is the OG. Like of course. He, Alfred is his, fa well his, father, his father. Yeah. Um, I think that they underused him. I think that they sidelined him very quickly. Yeah. I agree with you that Alfred wasn't as, as utilized as he could have been. And obviously it's, it was a three we you know, it was a three hour movie. And I, I understand that there's only so much you can put in. But you know, even just, you know, we we had some of these little moments that I thought were were done well, but you know. Yeah, I just what what I do think was interesting more is, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, and I, it's not necessarily a bad thing, is we didn't get a lot of Bruce Wayne. We didn't get any Bruce Wayne. We got Batman, and we have some scenes where Bruce is like, Yeah, I gotta like go out and like yeah. see the public and once again i i understand why they would go that route because you know it's very much a it's not kind of the playboy batman we're used to it's more of a yeah i'm still kind of depressed about what do you mean parents. we're used to we've never gotten a playboy no batman. we've gotten like we've never gotten a playboy we've gotten batman. christian bale nope. with the ferrari batman mm, and we've barely. gotten you know in the comics you know super, my man oh, well in the comics oh yeah the comics we got like 70, yeah, the 70 comics plus, we got 75 super, years of uh we got super batman i mean a uh, bruce wayne uh no we didn't get any bruce wayne and that that was why 
I said that Robert Pattinson seemed to be a little bit underused uh, because physicality, uh, he did great. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like a lot of his direction in this film was, all right, just stand there and grumble and grumble. But And he did great. But I, I mean, I, I, when you see Robert Pattinson um, act in these other films, like The Lighthouse, you can see that he has such a range. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a bit underused. And so I think he did great in the role. I just think that the role didn't do great for him. Okay. But moving on to now his his counterpart in the film, we have the cat. Oh, obviously. she just did a uh, the cat woman. Fantastic. Uh, so job. Agreed. I think fantastic. it was. It I think was, she was the highlight of the movie. I think she was the most accurate portrayal in that movie i think that well we there's a there's a bit of a spoiler that uh that we can't talk about that you and i are just like that's not true. oh yo yeah once again we're gonna do a segment later where we just story our highlights mm -hmm. but um uh but, zoe kravitz yeah yeah moving on to to her i mean i i think she did amazing i i, I think she was the standout performance in this movie agreed and i i think it's 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 the themes that we've always gotten with Catwoman, because obviously Batman and Catwoman have always been sort of cut from the same cloth. You know, they both have, obviously her origin kind of changes here and there, but she's always kind of had that, she was kind of from the streets or she was an orphan or, yeah. you know, and all that, or she just had issues from her childhood and, you know, she grew up being a thief and all that, but she likes helping her friends and-, and, and the, Yeah, she's always been a anti-villain yeah. more than a villain. Of, of, great. She never actively tries to hurt other people. Uh, but as you said, I, I think it, it's been, this has been one of the best representations of Catwoman, especially in live action. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is definitely one part that you and I, uh, definitely did not see coming. Yes. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, we will get into that we'll in the spoilers, that, but, but I think she was spectacular. As, as do I. And I think she, she was a good, she, she was, she, they had great chemistry. Uh, it was believable. Agreed. Um, and and you really felt sort of the, sort of the them wanting to trust each other, but not really being able because of the dynamic of who they are. About you know she was very much a, they both wanted vengeance, different ways to kind of get at it. Yes, and, and that's something that we've always kind of seen Batman with his morals. Well, so, that's always been the thing. She's always been just a little bit more likely to do something that would be legitimately illegal of course when batman has a line and he doesn't cross it mm -hmm. and he there was definitely the moment in the film where he's battling with her to get her to not cross uh that line um i think she did spectacular um and i think she was the standout actor in this movie i think that robert pattinson didn't have that much to do and so i think that um she was just the best Role-wise and character-wise, I think she was the best. And I think the only one that comes close to her is, of course, uh, our villain. Yes, and before we get into our villains, one more person we got to talk about. Um, I love Gordon in this movie. Uh, I, think, I liked him. I like. I always like Gordon. Obviously, another very iconic Batman from the Batman mythos. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you really get to see sort of what we've seen is Gordon building that trust with Batman and kind of finding the line of, "Hey, I'm a cop," but also. You're Batman and you get shit done, so I kind of yeah. want to work with you. Um, I liked, I liked the the, I liked him. I liked him in this film. I just felt like, 
I felt he was a little too trusting of Batman too early in his in Batman's career. That's the only gripe I had with um with the portrayal of Gordon uh because it seemed like they were just partners. They were just buddies. Yeah, man. it just they seemed like they had always been partners. And uh and they were always like in the 5 6 together. Um so that's the only gripe I had with him, but it wasn't the actor. I think the actor was great. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright was Jeffrey Wright was fantastic. And he's actually going to be in the in the show that they're doing now, so. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so. Cool, cool. I Which, I'm excited for that too. Speaking of shows that can kind of transition into our first uh sort of antagonist that we can talk about, which is Colin Farrell's Penguin. Um mm. I liked it. I think it was you know, obviously, first off, the, the makeup was out of hand. Uh, his his prosthetic makeup was just amazing. It was well done. It was it was. Really I thought it well was done. his real face. It's yeah, but um, I remember when those when those images first came out, everyone was like, "Oh shit!" That was well done. But uh, obviously, we got to see Penguin kind of in the beginning of his roots of becoming the very iconic mafia boss that he becomes, and uh, we see him with someone we'll talk about now. Uh, in a little bit, which is uh, Carmen Falcone. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of get to see Penguin kind of trying to establish himself as that sort of, uh, you know, villain. And we see, you know, towards the end, him kind of really establishing his, hey, I'm going to be the one in charge of things now. So, you know, it was interesting to see that um, that relationship throughout the film and kind of, you know, I like when we kind of get hints at, you know, kind of how these villains in the Batman mythos uh, come to life. So, I mean, that, I, I thought Penguin was was really good. Definitely, like we mentioned, one of the standouts. Yeah, I I agree. I agree completely. Um, I think he did a fantastic job in the movie. Uh, I obviously think that he he could have been used a little bit more or a little bit less. I think that the amount that he was used was too much or not enough. It's weird. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's, there's a lot of, of feelings I have for this movie. He has the best line in the movie, though. Which one? The, the slight... I guess slight spoiler when he goes he goes you guys don't speak Spanish because oh. I don't know why that just cracked Which, me up. I have a problem with and we'll talk about with the story later. Um, I think he was good. I think I mean if we're just talking about acting, I think that the casting in general and we'll talk about the Riddler. Um, I think the casting in general was superb. I think that each person was able to embody their characters correctly realistically and faithful. I think each of them brought to the role exactly what they needed to. I just think that other than the Riddler and Catwoman, the story didn't help them. It actually hindered a lot of them. And so I guess we'll talk about Edward. Well, before we get on real, just very, very quickly, Carmen Falcone, because you know, obviously he's a person we got to talk about. I think we're talking too much about different people. Why? I don't think we need to talk about Carmen Falcone. But Carmen Falcone is so spoiler. cool. It's a spoiler. So I really like the Riddler in this movie. And the reason that I like the Riddler uh, is just one, that actor is just amazing. I love Paul Dano. Uh, have you ever, have you watched? I had not, no. Have you watched Prisoners with Hugh Jackman? No. Paul Dano's in that and it's the sort of same unhinged uh, sort of uh, mindset there. And and I mean, I, I mentioned to you that that when they when they first announced this movie and, and they it was co confirmed that the Riddler was the villain, I was ecstatic. Because the Riddler to me is just such an underrated Batman villain. Because like I said, we either get the crazy, wacky Riddler or we get unhinged Riddler. And I feel like this movie found a way to balance them both out. Because there were just some moments, I mean, you were just like, what the fuck is happening? I mean... I, I agree and disagree. You see, this is... I think he did great in his role. 
I did. I loved the Riddler. I just think that at the end, it was a bit much. I, I the do. Riddler's supposed to be like this incredibly intelligent uh, person. He is a psychopath. That's not of course. that's not a, in question. But he's supposed to. The only time he loses his his composure is when it's it's when his pieces are falling apart or when he doesn't account for something. I think he just lost his shit at some point in this movie, and I'm not going to spoil it. And I just I felt like it was too much. I I can see I can see that, but I I kind of like saw it more akin to what you mentioned earlier that obviously you know in the comics and we even see it in the arkham games and um some of the even the animated movies that no the the riddler is very much that like you mentioned he's very composed but the second batman's like hey i beat you goes off the rails so i think they did a really good job with that and and like we said the, the casting was great and i i think this was the perfect villain for this first movie to kind of keep it in that sort of grounded uh reality yeah and kind of keeping that sort of detective style movie, which to me, you know, and I guess we can get into that now, unless you want to talk more about the Riddler, which is kind of just the overall theme and feel of the movie. Um, no, we can talk about the theme and the feel. Because of the I, movie. I'm going to be honest. The fact I, I love that it was a, te a detective style movie. Um, I disagree with you. You don't like, I it. don't think it's a detective movie what do you at think all. It is? I, I not, not at all that that's an overreaction to a gripe. I had, I think that the beginning of the movie um and we're gonna get into very slight spoilers very slight mm -hmm. spoilers just for um basic like story structure um the movie the minute uh and if you've watched the trailer um batman sees the sins of the father the movie goes off the fucking rails mm. until that point i could see it being uh, a seven or a, a zodiac inspired movie of a detective thriller yeah, and stuff like that. It's got like the that. noir elements that we've Exactly. Seen. And I was super happy with that. Mm. When we get to see Batman being a, a, a detective and seeing him uh, go through the riddles and use his, his expertise and his intelligence to be on the same level as Riddler, I think we, we had peak Riddler versus Batman movie. Mm -hmm. But the minute that the, the entire sins of the father was brought up the movie went off the rails mm -hmm. and it stopped being a detective thriller and it just went into basic superhero movie and that's where my problems with this movie began mm. so obviously you have other beliefs yeah i mean i mean right off the bat like we mentioned you know we have those detective style elements in the film and, and i love that because that really is at least in live action just a side we've never seen and Agreed. i think we can't talk about the world's greatest de detective and not showcase that. Like, mm -hmm. I know everyone loves, you know, the Dark Knight movies and, and obviously they're held for a reason, but, you know, half the time it's just Christian Bale beating the shit out of people, yeah. which is, once again, always down for. But, you know, I think that this movie didn't do anything to change that. I mean, Robert Pattinson is not the world's greatest de detective as Batman. He's dumb. And I hate to say that. And this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my biggest gripe of this movie. Um... Maybe it's the expectation I had for seeing uh, Robert Pattinson and the Batman be a detective. But he's not. He's not. The only thing that he does that even, like, amounts to being, quote-unquote, almost the Batman from 
the the comics and the other Batmans, which is the incredibly intelligent Batman, is the 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 his ability to figure out the cipher, and I won't spoil other, anything other than that, and the ability to answer the riddles. Those two things, cool. We got our Batman. But then there was like four things at the latter half of this movie that people just told Batman. And I was like, but Batman would never have let someone else do that. Like, for example, you've already said it. When Penguin goes, does anyone here speak Spanish? I was like, that's not something Batman would ever have overlooked. Ever. You can't be the world's greatest detective and have the penguin tell you you don't speak Spanish. Best my line in the movie still, though. It, it, no, it's fantastic. But if it's for the detective Batman, then Batman just looked incompetent. And that's my problem. I mean, I, I would... I agree and disagree because, once again, how we mentioned, if this was a... You know, 20-plus year established Batman, I could get that. And I can get that oversight. And I do agree. There, there were moments, and as we mentioned, I'll, I'll talk about it later on. I do think that the the third slash fourth act of the film does feel... So you agree that there's four acts? I agree there's four acts. Okay. I agree that when we get to the sins of my father part, mm-hmm. I agree with you that I was very, very afraid it was going to go that superhero Marvel were adding in a sort of twist. And I, I did like the twist. And and like I said, when we get to our story spoiler part of it, we'll talk about it. But I think the last act just, in my opinion, it, it wasn't terrible, but it did sort of revert back to that. It's going to end with him just beating the shit out of a bunch of people, which once again, yeah. that's important. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, an a it's a superhero movie, but I do think that this is this is a detriment to the movie. The first two acts were so good, it fucked over the last two. I'll completely agree. Because once again, I was so drawn into, and I, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't start feeling the runtime until we got to that last act part. The mi- because yeah. I was so invested in the detective part, and it still gave us those action moments of of him fighting people, of him you know doing the grappling hooks and and all these other things. But I think by the time we get to the film, you know. It ends up being, oh, it's just him, you know, beating people up and yeah. saving the city. And and I do, I will say, no, there is one part in the last the act that I did enjoy. And, you know, we'll get into that. I think before we, we get, get into, into anything, the, st- the I stories. Think, uh, there's two things that I think we definitely wanted to bring up. And let's just, let's bring all the praises for this movie yes. first. And then we'll just tear it apart. So this will be one of my praises. That'll be a topic we can kind of touch upon, which is I I love the um I love the uh the score in the film. Oh, oh, I, I do have something for this. So the the song that that um, the Batman's name. No, the song that Riddler sings. Oh, Ave Maria. Ave Maria. There's a point in this movie that the Ave Maria is 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 changed. Um, into being played with the same kind of heavy strings and horns of the Batman theme. Oh, really? And it was amazing. Like, I had euphoria in that moment. No, what's funny was the theme was so good to me until the end credit where um, where uh, my girlfriend, Dalia, pointed out. She goes, 
you know, this kind of sounds like Star Wars. And for some reason, the glass shattered. And I was like, you know what? It kind of does no, no, sound no, no, like no, Star no, no, Wars. No. Okay, cool. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed it. There's a straight up moment in this movie that that straight up that they won for one Star Wars. And it the, the, the theme went dun, 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 dun. And then it changed but it had the the beginning yeah, it's notes da, of da, 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 and you're da, just like wait yeah. a minute it didn't have the, the, the after that but it did have the beginning of of that and i thought it was you know talking more on like a a technical level um being able to use a prominent theme that is used for a villain in uh that's dark vader's theme mm-hmm um, you can correct me. I'm not the Star Wars person here. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's Star Wars. Yeah, um, and using that for a hero when we're trying to portray a hero that is losing his marbles, mm-hmm. I thought it was well done if you have that connection. Mm-hmm. But I did sit there going, it's straight up Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but other other than that, just... Obviously, we we have those moments of suspense, especially with, like you mentioned, the Riddler and, mm-hmm. and Batman and sort of what Batman inspires in people, which we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just thought overall, the I just wanted to touch on that because I'm going to be honest, I've been listening to Batman's theme for all day. It's just, it's just yeah, great. it's dope. And so I'll bring up the other part. Um, I'll bring up the part that you know I love, uh, which, which is the visuals. The cinematography was amazing. freaking amazing. I mean... I have a lot of problems with this film, but the visuals are not one of them. Like, I'm talking about Game of Thrones last season level visuals. What's, what's funny was, like, obviously we didn't sit next to each other. We had Fernie in between us. Yeah. But there were a lot of times where I could hear myself, and then I would hear you just go, man, that's a pretty shot. No, And, and there- she, uh, Talia heard it too sometimes, where sometimes I would just stop and be like, fuck, that's a nice shot. There were 100% moments in this film where something would happen on screen and then I would just l- go forward and look at you I'm, and we met eyes I'm gonna, like four I'm gonna times. say this. It's it's really not a spoiler because you know it's in the movie. It's in the trailers. The Batmobile reveal was sexy as hell. It was. It was. I remember when when the uh, the flame was going off of it, I did go forward and look at you and we both were like, that's dope. Yeah, and, and obviously it's encompassed with that shot that we saw in the trailer mm-hmm. of, of uh, Penguin Upside Down with Batman walking out. And I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure oh. someone next to us said daddy. Not entirely sure. <laughs> but um, it was probably Talia. It was probably <laughs> her, Gabby. But um, no, like going to what, bouncing off what you said. Yeah, I, I think you see Matt Reeves' style here. You see oh my you God. see sort of, and I've always said that Matt Reeves has such a focus on, on characters. And he provides that not just with, obviously with the script but with yeah. with the shots you know we we see when batman feels confident when he's inspiring these fear in people we get those sort of scary yeah, sort of no, angles this is the first time that batman has like been fearful yeah that I, i've almost been like okay this this dude could be a villain like I, I i will say i think the first like five minutes like the beginning of the movie to me is one of the best openings in just any superhero film because it's establishing yeah. people are afraid of him. And you get that throughout the film. And you, once I, again, I wish it's, it was a little bit more show than tell. Of course. Um, like they did in The Dark Knight. And I'll just bring up that comparison because this movie is going to be uh, likened to The Dark Knight a lot. You know, like people are going to liken it to the other great Batman movie. Um, I think that. I think that the intro was fantastic. I just wish that, that would have been a little bit more like prominent throughout the movie. 
No, I wish it would have been a little bit more like, let me see that fear rather than say it. Of course. And I, I think they did better with that towards the beginning of the film, except once again, slight spoilers, because mm -hmm. they do show it in the trailer. The scene of him walking through like the the hallway and they're all shooting at him and it's just flashing. Terrified. Because I think even you in the theater went, yo, that's cool. The Darth Vader scene. Yeah, of him. The straight Darth, the, okay, the, yes. The elevator yes. scene. Yes, this is exactly what I was talking about. I didn't know if we could talk about it. There's a, there's a, just a straight part and maybe it is in the, the trailers. I haven't seen the trailers. There's a straight part that, that he's in a hallway and I went, so this is just Rogue One's final scene. And it was. It, 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 like, like, obviously there was different. It's Batman and not Darth Vader. And it was cool. It was cool. I mean, I, I know that, that obviously I'd seen the Darth Vader one and that one's iconic too. Uh, this one is a little less iconic for me uh, because it is heavily um, obscured with the darkness. Yeah. But that was a cool sequence. Yeah. No, it was... It was Definitely, and I, I think unless there's something else you want to touch on, yeah, me. there's one this, final thing. Okay, uh, that I loved, and it was the one thing that you and I leaving the theater just agreed on. Fernie's popcorn bucket. No. Okay. Um, going off of the visuals and everything like this. Continue. Going off the visuals and everything that we were talking about. This is the darkest, like by far the darkest. Um, Batman movie to date and it, it it just there's one thing that this movie got perfect which is Gotham Gotham I agree was and, amazing and this, this is something I can talk about before getting into the story spoilers which is I'm, I'm gonna be honest and and I, I will give it credit I don't know if if they've played the Arkham games I felt like this was playing the Arkham games I felt that this was the most Gotham that we've ever gotten because obviously Gotham is is it's neo-nor you know inspired it's it's the detectives it's the cops but Gotham is also set in modern day so you do have sort of the skylines of the you know obviously Gotham and, and Metropolis are both based off New York City yes so we have sort of the the Times Square-esque sort of you know yeah. things and and we see that but we still see those I think they did a really good job with with Wayne Manor we get those gothic elements still we get the the gargoyles well, Wayne's the, tower well yeah I guess now it's yeah Wayne's he lived tower, in a tower which is so weird because it really is from the inside you're like that's Wayne that's the mansion yeah. that's Wayne Manor but then you're like he just lives in like like the Empire State Building like it's just like a normal skyline yeah. uh, tower but Gotham just felt so vibrant and, and felt so well no it, it seemed so dark not of vibrant course. it seemed so dark and it and it it was so it seemed like a place no one would want to live except if they took us like another 12th time into that iceberg lounge man I think I would have oh lost my, my god shit. I'm gonna be honest those twins I felt really bad for oh, them oh yeah <laughs> but um I, I think they were good too um yeah, I this is my favorite representation of Gotham uh, that I've seen other than of course the Gotham I mean the Arkham games. Yeah. Um because uh, you'll yeah. never do better than actually getting to explore a place. Of course. But this place looked like a city. Like a lot of times in these movies uh we get put into these cities that seem otherworldly or seem like oh they're a little bit too pristine or they're a little too much like this or too much like that or they're a little too dirty. Or, or whatever. This place looked like a place that I could go to and turn the street and see the Iceberg Lounge under the overpass. Mm -hmm. There were, uh, there's like a beautiful, like 
um, uh, Madison Square Garden type place and there was a, a Central Park type place but then you can like turn a corner and be like in the hood of Chicago yeah, you're gonna get jumped by those like Joker looking exactly in the beginning. exactly and I felt like for the first time that I could see a city where these where where things like the Joker gang yeah, and the, the Ritter and, and gang Riddler. and all it's like of a these mix of both of them. Yes, where these things could exist. Like I could realistically go, yeah, this is a place that these otherworldly concepts can exist, and a Batman can exist. Yes, and so in that regard, that it was just fantastic. No, I I definitely agreed, and like like I said, I. You know, obviously, you know me. I, I have my Batman media, uh, you know, up the wazoo. I, I love the Arkham games. I love all the comics. And and to me, this just felt very... You could tell that that Matt Reeves took inspiration from a lot of different sources. Yes. And Gotham just felt so alive. But um, I think now this might be where we say our spoiler stories for just... Because yeah. now we're going to get into full what we liked, what we didn't like stuff from yeah, the... Yeah, uh, super spoiler warning because I am going to spoil the whole movie. Yes. So... um. Right off the bat, kind of going off what we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. um, I do like sort of the themes that they tackled with Batman in this movie. Um, obviously, the biggest sort of uh, one of how you mentioned the biggest twist that we can talk about, whether how you thought it was done well or not, which is obviously the um, the sins of my father that you pointed out. Yeah, which is we find out that um, Thomas Wayne wasn't as as holy as Batman thought he was. Well, not necessarily. Because we we found out that he made one mistake. Yes, and and obviously, like we said, we get the sort of Batman kind of dealing with, oh, this is my whole thing. You know, Batman's whole mythos in all the comics, in all the TV, and all the film is is creating the vengeance that he wanted after his parents' death. And I yes. think it was a nice twist to kind of see him try to figure out what does that mean now. Yeah. Like my father, I, I put all these people that I think are are corrupt and all that. And obviously we get that with the Riddler going after corrupt people and Batman realizing my father might have been one of these corrupt people. And now obviously we get through Alfred like, look, your your father did have a moment of weakness. We find out that obviously he he didn't want death. He didn't want any blood on, on his hands. He just wanted the problem to go away. Yeah. And like I said, it, I, I, I do like that twist because like I said, I... I think I think it's really hard to kind of go against that because, like I said, that's such a cemented Batman thing. Batman is the death of his parents, and Alfred's always there. You know, that's just two things that are just no. always, no matter what iteration of Batman you have. So I think kind of having that be a really central theme of, of him figuring out, you know, the past was an important theme in this movie. We get it with the Riddler, mm -hmm. and kind of obviously we find out about his father, uh, the reporter, and, you know, all these other things. So it was interesting to kind of see how that theme was tackled and obviously if you want to touch if you liked it or if you um i didn't mind that they that they made that thomas wayne uh had a moment of of weakness and in doing so it kind of uh devolved into everything that happened in the movie um i liked uh, i will say this i like the thought that a lot of times um as people we have all the greatest intentions and a lot of times we fail that those great intentions ultimately uh, do bad in the long run. And the entire renewal thing and that that, that was used as a jumping off point for uh, like the corruption. Yes. Uh, obviously was, I think, 
the strongest part of the movie like that entire thing i was like why is renewal a problem like did thomas wayne do that and no it's the fact that thomas wayne tried to do it for good and it was for, used for evil i like that i know that like there's no but i like that you and know, i like the entire thomas wayne thing i was gonna segment that because i i think by the end of the film and and he even says it out loud and i, I think it's important because it's it's something that's touched upon a little bit but not a lot whereas Batman go, you know, Batman at one point towards the end of the film goes, I I did all, I started all this to become a change. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it would be a bad one. Yeah. And I think that's important because when we look at Batman and, and a lot of times we get these villains and we get all these people that go, hey, they're here because of you. Yeah. They're here because you're a guy in a fucking bat costume going around doing vengeance. Yes. And I think that's important to see that because... We have a Batman who is trying to obviously figure himself out, but now realizing is that his actions have consequences. Yeah. And I and I like that because like I said, at the end of the day, Batman's not Superman. Batman's not um all he's, these other people with, not, with powers, he, you know. Yeah. He's Batman Batman isn't the symbol of of good. Of course. Batman has always been on the cusp of just of devolving into but he uses that pain. Yes. Batman the, the the part that I love about Batman and the part that I think touched upon slightly in this movie is is this concept that is brought a lot especially with his most popular villain which is the Joker which is the only difference between Batman and the Joker was that one of them used it for his own goods and the other one used it for the good of the people but we get a batman that seems to be using it as an excuse and we have that at the beginning where he's like they're like what are you and he goes justice and at the end the riddler gang person goes oh what are what are we vengeance Ven oh it's vengeance yeah. not and, justice and, and batman realized like oh shit this is yeah, my fault that it's just it's not even his fault it's that Depending on how you do things, both people can have the same reason and be doing two very different things. And we get that sort of we get that sort of vengeance, dichotomy. not justice. You're yeah, right. we get that sort of dichotomy. How we mentioned uh, towards the end when when Batman and Riddler do have that confrontation, and Riddler goes, "I did this with you. You yeah. helped me do this." Yeah, and I think that's when it finally clicks, and kind of we get that those those which I like. I like when Batman comics video whatever batman media deals with that morality whereas whereas your your batman's actions are, have consequences yeah and and obviously he has to figure out how he deals with them and obviously you know we get later on we get that he has people that he can turn to like obviously the robins and, and alfred and eventually catwoman yeah. but you know this is a batman trying to figure himself out he really has no one other than alfred at this point and he's trying to make a change in the city but his change is also leading to some other things. Yeah, it's it's the the sheer fact that he thinks that what he's doing is right, but he can't take a step back to even think for a second that the way he's doing it is wrong. Yes, it's the thought of sometimes you have all the greatest intentions, and it it, it it's a good dichotomy with what Thomas Wayne was doing. His the the entire thought about the renewal project having a fund so that. Um, it can be used to help Gotham City, but then it being used for the wrong reasons or it being geared for the wrong reasons is the same kind of story that Bruce Wayne is going for. He's doing everything for the right reasons, but it's not the right way of doing it. And listen, I'm in accordance with you. On that, I think the movie does a great job. 
but I have the problems with it, and I I, I guess I can get into that now yeah. uh, if you're ready. Uh, I'll start backwards. Uh, the fourth act tried to be the fourth act of the Dark Knight and failed. I think it, I, I I think, and I'm only making this comparison because I I feel like it has to be made. Four act structures are very weird. In, in, in just film in general. And I'm going back to, to my film school days for a second. Most times, uh, films uh, are in accordance with a three-act structure where we have beginning, middle, and end. Um, but Dark Knight was a, a weird movie in that it had four structures. It had uh, the ending of the movie and then it had an act after that where we got to see the ramifications of that ending it was almost an entire post-credit scene in itself of like 20 minutes this movie does the same thing this movie should have finished when this movie felt like it should have finished when riddler got caught mm -hmm. but then we have the rest of the movie and i get why we do it um and listen i will never complain we had in my opinion the most iconic shot which is Batman walking through the water. That's the shot that I, when I saw it, I went, that's pretty as yeah, hell. Yeah, that was a cool shot. Um, and we have that moment for Batman to realize that the way he's doing things is wrong. But it felt a little bit like, like it, that's when the movie started getting me to look at the watch and being like, okay, when is, when is this ending? Like, mm -hmm. like it felt like it was dragging and that's never a good part of a movie. Um, and then... My problem started pretty much in that moment with the Riddler. Riddler says something that I I love. I love. And I think throughout this podcast, you, you can tell that my favorite Batman is not uh, a vengeance. It's not a Batman that beats the shit out of someone. That's cool. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, I never loved Batman because of that. I loved Batman for two reasons. One, Batman is just the most intelligent person period most of the time batman has a contingency for his contingencies you know yeah. like batman has all of this intelligence and it's not even because he's the smartest person in the room it's because of just the sheer mental health problem that he has that gave him the obsession to be the best he doesn't have a contingency for a contingency because uh, that's a smart thing to do. He does that because he has to have that. Because he cannot live in a world where he's not prepared for those contingencies. And so, Riddler says, um, obviously, you and I did this together. And that gave Batman a, a moment of, oh. And then, the fall started when he... when. Riddler, when he started asking, oh, like, what are you doing now? Like, what do you mean we can watch it from here? And Riddler goes, I thought you were smarter than that. If this movie was supposed to be a battle between Riddler and Batman, it wasn't. Because Batman loses. Batman lost. And I, 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 will, I will have a caveat at the very end of all my problems with this movie that I will kind of try to explain that. But Batman loses in the third act of this movie. Can you agree with me there? I agree, and I the opposite because I, I kind of like that because, like I said, I, I like the concept of sort of. I think the movie does a good job of humanizing Batman, and I think the the, I the movie does a good job of of really well, cementing, hey, 
this is early Batman. This isn't how you mentioned the contingency to the contingency to the contingency. Yeah. And I agree with you. Although there were some points where I do think that I was like, yeah, like I, I get that he's not seasoned Batman, but mm -hmm. there are moments where I think he could have done things a little bit differently. But I like that he lost. And I, I, and I like that it's cemented sort of like how you mentioned Riddler won uh, again because at the end of the day, even even though once again Riddler's in Arkham and and you know and and Batman beat the shit out of all the thugs, the city got yeah, fucked the up. The city got fucked. and it breeded, which we'll get into later, a whole new fucking stopping ground. Of course, and and that's the thing. I'm okay that Riddler won. In the Dark Knight, Joker wins. In the end of the third act, mirroring the same thing as this movie, Joker wins at the end of the third act. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I, I like when the villain wins. It, it's it's so much better, um, in my opinion, because it's so much more interesting. But it's the way that he won. The, the the When I heard Riddler was going to be the villain, I was excited because Riddler and Batman's o dichotomy is always that Riddler, Riddler gives these riddles to Batman because he knows that Batman's the only one that can figure them out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of this... Uh, he, it, you are my intellectual yeah leader. riddler riddler does this because it's like it's fun for him he has uh, a quote-unquote nemesis that is his intellectual equal but batman many times in this movie just seems like he's just not there like mm -hmm. he's 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 a brute rather than the brain and that's fine but then you gave me moments where where he's brain and so you it, it was in this in yeah, between it was a battle yes and so the final part that just kind of just, it, it, it got me, like that was fine. It irked me a little bit, but I was like, you know, maybe they just needed uh, Riddler to win. But the sheer fact that the only reason Batman knew anything was going to happen was because some cop was like, oh yeah, you know, my, my, my uncle or my grandfather was a carpet guy. And so that's that. Like, like since Batman had already lost... For the cop to be the one that gave the smoking gun um, hint, even put it into like like even deeper that he just Batman is dumb, and that bothered me so much, because if if Batman would have gone back to Riddler's apartment, seen the weapon, and then realized that maybe because he was trying to go at a hundred miles an hour that he had overlooked something and gone back to that um, detective like type of sense that's fine i would have been like okay well you know maybe maybe he got humbled but we don't even get that we get some cop being a deus ex machina there thank god and then them figuring out that he was gonna blow up the things yeah I, and then it didn't matter i agree the film kind of i think when batman went when they captured riddle uh riddler yes and uh batman's in the apartment and you have that moment where he sees the bat and then everything clicks. Mm -hmm. I thought that was our Batman one. Yes. Batman was was putting everything together. And like I said, obviously, you know, Batman hasn't always been, you know, a lone force. He's always had Gordon. He's always had these other things, but it's always been at the core of it. Batman being Batman. Mm -hmm. um, and I agree with you. I, I do think that the film sort of took the novice Batman a little too far at some yes. points. Um so it is it is tricky to like I said it, it's always tricky to find that balance um Agreed. when you're doing sort of the I don't even like to call this movie an origin story it's really not an origin story it's but not. early early 
early established characters, yeah, I guess. It's, it's we're starting we're starting at the beginning of a character arc rather than at the of course. The, the and middle. like and like we mentioned, you know, I think the movie did good with wrapping up a lot of its plot points. Obviously, I guess this will be our slight talk about this. Obviously, the the Carmen Falcone Selena Kyle thing that kind of made me and you go pretty sure that wasn't in the comments. No, yeah, I. I didn't get to. I, I told myself I'd do the research, and I didn't. I didn't get to it either. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty 90, sure that's not a ninety-six yeah. percent sure. Maybe in one comic, pretty sure. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive he's. Yes. She's never been his daughter. Um, I liked, and and I stopped you earlier. Uh, the Carmen. I, I liked the actor. I think it was a great kind of. Yeah, and obviously a very, not as uh, utilized uh, Batman character, but he is a very. At least in the mafia side of, of the Batman, you know, things, uh, a very important uh, character. So, yes. you know, it was interesting. And like I said, I, I, I like that sort of this first one dealt with sort of those, I like to call them, I guess, street level criminal goals like uh, Riddler, Falcone, Penguin. Yes. Uh, I think it, it worked for this film. I did um, too. We do need to talk about this mm. because if not... I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Uh-uh. Okay. I didn't like the laugh, man. I So what we're talking about, obviously, is... We're 89% sure that's no, no, Joker. No, 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 I'm not 89. I am 99% uh, yeah. sure. It was very obvious. He made the clown joke, unless they're trying to, like, blue ball us, and it's, like, Two-Face. We're it pretty could sure. be. You no. Know, I, I thought about no, it, too. No, no, because, because Harvey Dent would be way too early in, the, in yeah. the entire mythos. Yeah, so it's interesting because, obviously, we have questions now of, he seems like... Okay, okay, there you go. Our, well, Selena our, Kyle fact, was in fact, check, our fact checker did was confirm in fact was in Carmel one of the Falcone's comics. daughter it, in one of the yeah, comics. Yeah, so just to show but that... But it's just not it's a not prominent a, yeah. thing. But back to the Joker but, um, thing. Obviously, it was something that made me kind of flip out because obviously we, we, we knew there was going to be Joker at some point I mean, in this you, franchise. Yeah, I mean, the Crown Prince of Crime is the most popular. Yeah, like you can't have Batman I mean, you without can. Joker. And that's why I was happy that the Riddler was there. But in the cultural zeitgeist, Joker is the most yeah. popular. And I do, I do other like than that. Darth Vader, period. I do like that actor, so I am curious the route they're gonna go. Obviously, it was too. just a snippet, so it's it's really hard to judge just off that one. Apparently, I, I did do a little research okay. on it just to they did have a second clip mm -hmm. that was going to be that Batman. That was a deleted scene I did hear. That about that. that got cut. Mm -hmm. But now I don't know if it was Batman interacting with him, mm -hmm. but um it's interesting because I, I do love that actor. He was obviously most recently in the Eternals movie, mm -hmm. uh, and I loved him in that. I'm talking about Barry Keegan, I think is the correct Something like that. pronunciation of his uh, last name. But um, it's interesting. Obviously, we don't know if that's going to be in the next movie or if it's going to be... I hope not. I, I hope I, it's in the last movie. Yeah, I think, I, I think that the Joker is a character that obviously we do want to see, because I'm going to be honest, I do want to see uh, Robert Pattinson's Joker. I want to see who would be that i'm gonna be honest i was totally down if they were gonna do willem dafoe would have been great i would have been uh, i would have been cool with that too yeah like uh, it, it would have just been a lighthouse reunion at that but point, um but, uh, obviously it was just sort of a little tease of what's was, to come i didn't like the laugh i i i don't know the laugh didn't you know that's like the iconic thing of yeah. joker the laugh i i didn't feel it i didn't feel it i i wanted to feel the yeah. laugh and i didn't but I will say there was one thing that did excite me, and I'm going to go super geeky now. Okay. Um, so we do see Joker, and we see mm -hmm. that half of his face... Is scarred off. Is scarred off. Um, and so for those who know kind of the Joker in the comics, we're talking about a Joker w with his, his face scarred off um, that is in a, a couple of 
stories. It's the new 52 run. Yeah. Where Joker kind of goes even more off yeah. the rails. I mean, at one point, Joker just straight up cuts his face off. Well, like, cuts the flesh off of his face we, and then, like, staples it back on. And that, for me, if I got to see a live-action version of that, yeah. would be the if, scariest if, Joker. If, if Evan has two uh, Joker comic recommendations for you guys to kind of really uh, establish the character and its uh, unhingedness would be, obviously, the Killing Joke is the most iconic uh, I Joker. Don't, I don't. I don't think they'll do uh, Killing Joke. No, no. I'm just saying for comic yeah. recommendations, Killing Joke or Death of the Family, because that's one of the darkest Jokers. Uh, obviously, well, yeah. Batman who laughs. Who's I mean, technically Batman. That's yeah, a whole other Batman thing. who laughs. But, uh, is not Joker. Like, like we said, we got a little tease of it, and obviously, I mean, I also like the White Knight. Oh, White Knight Joker's cool. White I don't think Knight they Joker. Would do that though. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I definitely don't think they'll do White Knight Joker. I think. Uh, so our fact checker just told us. <laughs> That uh, uh, Selena Kyle being Falcone's daughter is in the new 52. So oh. we might be in a new 52 Batman. That's so cool. I love the new 52. I'm going to be honest. The new 52's best run were the Batman comics. So everything else is. So that leads me to what we hope the next movie is. Well, yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll segment into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this really quickly uh, since we're talking about hoping that the third movie is yeah. the Joker one. Uh, we both, and we said this, we both hope. That the next movie is the Court of Owls. Yes. So, which is good. We'll get into the that detective one. We have a question about that actually. Oh. But um, I guess kind of cementing sort of our final thoughts, so we can get into our rating. Um, we'll do a okay. quick if pros and you cons. were if you were looking for the non-spoiler, this is the time you can go back. Yes. So um, I'll just do really quickly my pros and cons. Pros: the actors, like you mentioned, perfectly mm -hmm. casted. I think Robert Pattinson is is the best sort of Batman we've got in a very long time. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like you mentioned, I think Zoe Kravitz, uh, Colin Farrell, everyone in the movie was outstanding. Uh, like I said, um, theming, cinematography-wise, music-wise, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, my one con, like a few, two of my cons, like I mentioned, I do wish we would have gotten a little bit more of Alfred just to at least so, sort of have more yeah. of that father-son relationship. And like I mentioned, um, the last act, I like we both mentioned, we both thought could have been handled a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, my one thing that I'll talk about, I do like the fourth act kind of having that sort of how you mentioned uh, Batman sort of coming to realization of he needs to do things differently and he is now a symbol for the people. Mm -hmm. We have that beautiful shot at the end, how you mentioned of him with the flare kind of guiding okay, people. Yeah. And then also sort of the, the, the kid at the end kind of holding his hand. And to me, that's when he became Batman. Yeah. That's when he sort of cemented himself as I am... I am something now. Yeah. So that'll be mine. Um, What's uh, out of five? I usually do it oh, out of five. I mean, what would be the equivalent of nine? I mean, out you of can 10? do it out of 10 if you want. It, I I'll do, do it nine out of 10, which I guess would be 4.5 out of five okay. for your scale. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I, I, I'll say rating up front and then go into it after. Okay. Uh, I give this movie a 3.5 out of uh, five. Okay. Uh, and here's why I have three main problems with this movie. Um, that could f be fixed with a caveat at the end. One, uh, I love the actors. I loved the setting. I loved the tone. Uh, but this movie seemed to, to, to take everything it had and fail to take it to its fullest. Uh, this entire movie seemed like it was just a little bit of a way from using everything it had to the fullest and that it bothered me. I, I Robert Pattinson didn't really get to be 
a character other than mm, you know um and so I, that that bothered me uh in that case too um that kind this is a kind of cognitive dissonance maybe my expectations of what batman we were gonna get and the batman we got um made it that i was a little bit more disappointed maybe i was looking for the batman who was uh the smartest man yeah. in the room uh, uh intellectual um equal to the riddler and maybe we didn't get that we got a younger batman and that's why that bothered me a little bit more but mm -hmm. this third thing is just a pure gripe with the movie um which is this movie had a lot going on and it had a lot to do and i think that it tried too much to do all of it and i know that that seems counterproductive to what i said first which is that it had uh, it didn't do enough to live up to what it had. Mm -hmm. But here's what I mean by this. Earlier in this podcast, we talked about how you thought this was a crime thriller. And I said, I disagree. And this is why. Because this movie has three th like thematic um, genres to it. And I think it was just too much. Mm -hmm. If they would have leaned completely into being a crime thriller mm -hmm. with Batman... I think it would have been great. I think if they would have leaned into being a superhero kind of um, uh, uh, fallen superhero type of movie, more of a character study, I think it would have been great. And I think if they would have gone just the full on uh, superhero, but like dark noir superhero, I think it would have been great. But it tried to be all three of them at the same time. And it, the, the tonal kind of inconsistency of being um, like... Uh, crime noir and then immediately changing into a a trying to be a superman a superhero movie and then changing back into uh uh the crime aspect it just was too much of a cognitive dissonance that it had so much and it was trying to do so much and if it would have just picked a lane to stay in i think it could have maximized everything it had and come together perfectly now there is the one caveat a part of me, knowing that they're probably going to make another two movies, usually these things go into trilogies. A part of me, after seeing Spider-Man, quick spoiler for Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, that movie ended up being uh, a, a good kind of footnote to the other two movies. I can't watch the original two Spider-Man movies without having my mindset change because now I know that those three movies put together... Are the beginning. Are the origin mm -hmm. or the the kind of first character arc of um of Spider-Man. And so I have a scary feeling. The next two are gonna be that, bangers. That these three movies are the character arc or the original character arc for this Batman. Maybe this Batman lost first. The next one has him coming into it and being, hopefully, if it is court of hours, being that detective that I so wanted. And then at the very end, being that Batman that maybe, you know, we can get a Robin or something like that afterwards. So there is that caveat. I think that time might boost the rating of this movie more. I just think that it tried to swing for the fences. And I always appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's tried to swing too hard that it ended up just short. Of course. And so 3.5 out of 5, which as people know, that is a really good rating for me. I rarely give things four ratings um, and then even higher, even more than that. I mean, if you'd ask me right now, Dark Knight, 
the Dark Knight would be a four. Okay. And so that should kind of give you an aspect of how that rating is for me. 3.5 is great. I think the movie's great. Uh, it's just, I don't know if I'd watch it again. And that that's why I give it the less 0.5. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it again, but like that's just because I got a lot of free time. I mean, you know? the thing is, is that the only reason I would watch it again is because it's a really pretty movie. I mean, like, no, fucking I, super I, I pretty. Wanna, I want to watch it again because me and you always do, like, obviously, like we mentioned, like, we go into it kind of like, oh, we're going to experience the movie and we... You know, we try to like pick yes. up little things, but we're really, I want to go into it. All right. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to study the shit out of yes. everything now. And like I said, that might even change. I might like it more. I might like it less. Agreed. So, and so I may watch it again, but it's definitely not going to because like, I loved the story. Of course. You know? Um, but, but yeah. Yep. Those are our ratings. And like we mentioned, obviously, if you've stuck around this uh, long, hopefully you've seen the movie or, uh, or if you haven't seen care the movie about and just, or if you just skip to this part to hear our reviews. Yeah. Uh, we both think that you should definitely go oh, watch go it. Go watch it. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, go go watch it. And and I'm happy because we had a good audience, but we didn't have one of those like overly like loud, loud audiences. Because yeah. I was, yeah. Th those are always once again the hype is always. And this nice, wasn't a movie for a loud. Yeah, audience. like it's it's like you had certain moments. Like there were a lot of hype people when the bad movie came out. I was one of them because it's just everyone. I think everyone in the theater was like, hey, yeah, that's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. But uh, now we can uh, move on to, as always, our uh, questions of the day. All right, so um, our first question here comes, I, I think, from Thalia. What's, what's your question? All right. So her question, because obviously it's... So uh, her question was, we watched an extended cut of the movie because we did watch it a little bit earlier than most. And so if that um, extension of the movie kind of dictates a little bit more of our feelings of the movie. Mm. So, so her question... Uh, Talia's for a question was if uh, us watching an extended version of the movie because we did catch it early mm -hmm. um, it is not the theatrical release it is the mm -hmm. extended cut um, did kind of give us that feeling of it was running a little bit long I think it depends if obviously now how I mentioned like I probably will watch the theatrical mm -hmm. what they cut and what they don't and whether I think that what they cut out was detrimental to the film because yeah, like I said it depends if they cut out like I don't know, like just a random scene that just didn't matter. I'd be like, okay, but if they cut out like the hallway, the Batmobile, I don't yeah. know. I probably would have been pissed. Um, no, I I had completely forgotten that we'd watched an extended cut, so I am uh interested in going to watch the theatrical cut. Yeah. I don't think the theatrical cut is that much less. I believe yeah, it was I like think, only ten minutes. I think yeah, I think we watched. So ours was like three hours and, and like ten, 10 and I think the theatrical is like two fifty. It's like two. No, it's not even. It's like two fifty fifty nine. Like it's not even that much mm, of okay. a. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it mattered much. I I do I do think that there are certain parts of this movie, especially at the end, that dragged. Yeah. Like I will tell you, the entire. Driving on the motorcycles with uh, Selena and and Bruce, uh, I I would have been fine without that. Yeah, you know? I get it. It was the sending a, off, but I get it. I am gonna quickly uh, spoilers. Um, at the end, Selena and Bruce drive away in motorcycles. There's 
There's a shot of Bruce looking, uh, like driving his motorcycle and looking into the mirror. And the mirror shot's fine. But the shot of him on his motorcycle is so blatantly green screen that even I was like, okay, they just didn't have a budget anymore because I could make this in my backyard. Like it was just so blatantly like atrociously bad green screen and I, i'm just so excited for someone to like comment that was not green screen because if it wasn't then something went wrong with the camera mm. but, but uh, yeah so stuff like that could have probably been cut out yeah like we mentioned it's it's definitely once we see what's there and not there we can kind of assess that but uh thanks for your question uh, on to our uh, next question here from uh, dwit.13 who did watch the movie with us so interesting uh <laughs> Did he kill anyone in the movie? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hundred no, 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 percent. No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me. It, it wasn't like how we've seen in the Ben Affleck Batman that we we see that. Yeah, he was, where he that, just has he a was, straight machine yeah, gun. He was meant to. Obviously, I don't think that this is a no-kill Batman. But there's, a, and I think we both agreed, there's one scene where he just moves out of the way, and one guy just shoots another guy. That guy's dead. I'm gonna I'm have sorry. to rewatch it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I. I I remember seeing something differently. I remember him fighting this guy and then pointing the gun at this guy and then the gun shooting. Now he may not have pulled the trigger, but the gun shooting and then this guy, the 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 guy at the end just falls off and it falls limp. And I'm just convinced that man is dead. Yeah. Um, but we did get the no kill yeah, Batman. Like so, there's more than yeah, one time we're, where he's like no guns. We're established that this is not that. But um, other than, like I said, maybe severe brain damage and broken uh everything uh he doesn't kill but no, um I'm, I'm happy with that yeah i like that that's always an important like, there's more than one time in this movie where he's like no guns aren't yeah. the way i do things <laughs> selena tried to pop a cabin yeah. like 12 people no, he's always like bad stop and, and there's a moment with uh with Gordon, where he's where he's like no guns, and he's like Gordon's not like, me. Yeah, Gordon's like that's like, I'm a police officer. Uh, I need this because I am not a ninja like you. Yeah, uh, but uh, thank you for your question, uh, D. What that thirteen? This one next one comes from Aesthetica, who also watched the movie with us. Which is, um, do you guys think that this is better than The Dark Knight? No, uh, I say yes. I know you say no. Uh, uh, no I think that The Dark Knight I, was well, more. No. I think this was a better Batman movie. However, obviously. I don't think that the Riddler was a better villain than Joker. I think the Dark Knight was a better movie. Hmm. This the, that's that's it's, interesting. It's yeah, that's it's interesting. Tricky. Um, I think the I Dark think, Knight is a better movie. Okay. I think this was a better Batman this. movie. I'll say this. I think the Dark Knight is a better movie. I think the Dark Knight is a better Batman movie. I think this movie is a better Gotham movie. Sure. I think that this movie's a better movie about like. The, what happens in Gotham and Batman. I I may have... I just think that in The Dark Knight, Batman had a little bit more to do and more of like an active uh, uh, participant in kind of the, 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 the theming and the philosophy of it. There's a lot of times in this, in, in The Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson that it almost seems like uh, Batman is being strung along to figure out what is wrong. You know, mm. we have that moment in The Dark Knight where um, Lucius Fox says, uh, if you have this, I'm not working for you. And Batman had that, mo that, that contingency of like, I know this is wrong. And there's that moment where we get that from Batman. There's not really that moment in this movie other than like a look of like, ah, shit, I'm not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know we we both uh, have difference on that. Yeah. So um, 
But yeah, you know, like I said, I, I do I think, think it's close. I, I do think obviously, yeah, it's it's a really close race. And obviously the Dark Knight has has Heath Ledger. And obviously yeah. that's the biggest. I mean, that's because like I said, I'm going to be honest. I like Robert Pattinson's Batman more than Christian Bale. But I don't know. the Joker's just it's just the greatest thing in that movie. I don't know. So it's hard to like. I, I want to say I, I like I I. There's a part of me that really wants to say that Robert Pattinson is is a better Batman, but I think that because it was Christian Bale's second um movie time reprising the role that we knew a little bit more about that Batman and mm. that Bruce Wayne. I don't think we had enough of this Batman other than the mm, and beating people up to to say that it was a better Batman. I forgot movie. the Nirvana haircut, but yeah, continue. And the Nirvana haircut. He looked like Kurt Cobain. No, no, no. <laughs> My man looked this like gonna, Kurt Cobain. This is sound terrible. He looked like um, Osborne, Harry Osborne oh, from The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yes, yes, he looked exactly like. But that. He just flips his. But bang. like hotter. Um, yeah, but um, yeah. Thank you for your question. It's yeah, like, it's a hard question. It obviously. is, and it's close. And I really, I really want to say that this movie is is just there. But I don't like. Again, I, I just don't think you can beat Heath Ledger. It's it's gonna be hard, and that's always gonna be a of hard course. thing. And of course, obviously, it was the same thing when Joker came out, and everyone was like, "Joaquin versus," you know. Any, I think it's any, a different any, Joker. Any, any Joker thing is is, yeah. is hard. But um, thank you for your question, as always, yeah, Aesthetica. Uh, our next question here comes from BP Mogertov, kind of s touching along the same subjects. Uh, best Batman actor. I'm gonna say Robert Pattinson because he was barely Bruce Wayne in the mm -hmm. movie. He was Batman the whole movie, so he's the best Batman. Actor. Okay, so Batman. Well, that's why I'm, I'm gonna assume she just meant in general. I'm still gonna say Robert because I do think, like you mentioned, and obviously, I obviously we would have wanted to see more of him acting. But Live action. I, well, if we're if we're not doing live action, I'm going to say Kevin Conroy. You know that that's my boy. Yeah, that's my guy. I met him. Shout out to Kevin Conroy. But um, if we're doing live action, I'm going to say Robert just because his physicality was Batman. I will say that and as well. I will say I liked I liked this Batman the most because we did get the fear of Batman, which is like the biggest yeah. thing that Batman... Like people are fucking scared of Batman and we got that. But um, have, have you seen, this is just a tangent because you reminded me, have you seen clips of people playing like the Arkham games and it's when you're like gliding over the city and you can hear the like the thugs and they're like, yeah man, Batman, that guy's nothing. And then it's just them swooping down, beating the shit out of them. It's great. Continue. That, but that's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, if it were just talking about like Batman and not the, the mask of Bruce Wayne, I will say Robert Pattinson. Um... Yeah, I, I I agree with that because he's not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I like the fact that that was touched upon. Um, yeah, in the movie they're like, "Where have you been?" No, no, that. Well, spoilers. Um, that Riddler just straight up goes. We both know that the mask you're wearing right now is the real you. Yeah, and that has always been my favorite thing about Batman that his mental health has so declined that the mask he wears is the one he wears in the day, not at night. Yeah, and it's... I think it's interesting, and I, I saw someone pointed out, and I, I agree, is the movie does good of, like, we're Batman, like, in that movie. We, yeah. we have... There is not a single scene where Batman's not in it. Oh, well. No, I don't think even... I Like, I had to, like, rethink when I saw the, it. At the end... At the end, before he comes in, we just have the... Oh, the just mayor. the two of them? 
No, the mayoral candidate and Gordon. Oh, yeah. And then we have 30 the, seconds of the we have the, the three hour with Selena movie. Kyle and, and Falcone. Oh, yeah. Like like a minute before he yeah, shows up. Yeah. But for the most part, for the most part, other than the, the two minutes of the three hour movie, um, we we have that moment. But um, thank you, uh, uh, V. Mogertoff, for your uh, questions. It's always now. This is uh, a question from Evan because no one asked it and uh, we're going to, I just want to talk about it So you very just quickly. lied. Uh, no, Earlier you straight up lied. You're like, there's a, there's a question. Yeah, about yeah. This. It was an Evan question, which is kind of what you said. Um, <laughs> what do you want to see in the future? Uh, the Court of Owls. Okay, cool. Um, Thalia mentioned that uh, she doesn't think that the second movie should also touch upon like secret cult type things. I think it would hmm. thrive in that. No, no, no. I think that I think they set it up for that. I would love, and I, I, I we didn't touch upon this, and again, slight spoilers. Um, I would love for them to do the Court of Owls because, and this might have just been something that I did not know. Um, I didn't know that the two founding fam. Well, I didn't know that some of the founding families were the Waynes. I didn't know that Martha was an Arkham. I, I did not I, know. I, that. I will, I will, I will say, I do like that the movie touched upon that because. The Waynes and the Arkham's have always been very closely intertwined yes. in the comics. And there are comics where uh, I believe Martha was Martha Arkham before she married Bruce, so yeah, uh, Thomas I didn't, Wayne. I didn't know so that. So I do... I, obviously, the film kind of makes it more that she was not mentally there. But um, I do want sort of how we mentioned the court of owls is one of my favorite new 52 one of my favorite batman comics overall uh obviously because just the concept of batman being like oh th this is what founded the city mm -hmm. this organization is ancient this organization and we have so many comics now where you find out that a lot of things that have batman has dealt with were a segment of the Court of Owls yeah. to the point where Dick Grayson was supposed to become a member of the Court of Owls that they scouted him out as a child. Yeah. So it's, I think it would be well, cool. We both also mentioned Mr. Freeze would be cool. In this no, movie. Mr. Freeze would be fantastic. And I think that you can still I think we're in it. a grounded enough yeah. world. I think that it's not as fantastical enough. And obviously, I think any villains that they have from the Batman rogues gallery can work in this. We can even mm, throw some- Not Calendar, man. Hey, no, man. If they if they, <laughs> they if they if they did go with the Riddler, they can do go with Calendar, man. I would even say that I don't think they would do this because it would just be sign, kind of similar to Riddler. If they just randomly throw in Mad Hatter as just like a side villain, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be a bit much. But um, obviously, I think Mr. Freeze is someone that the only live action film Mr. Freeze who got in was Arnold Schwarzenegger's You Need to Chill. So obviously, we yeah. need a more what we know that Mr. Freeze as the traumatic experience, obviously with so. him and his wife and sort of what he is willing to do for her and sort of how he's not necessarily a villain for the sake of being a villain. He just wants to save his wife um, and kind of Batman just always happens to get in the way of that. Obviously we talked about it. We're going to see Joker eventually. Yeah. Just a matter. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know if they would do this. I would like to see if they tackle Harley Quinn in this universe. I hope not. I don't think I it's don't think that something that's necessary, universe. but I would just be curious if that's just any yeah. sort of Easter egg. So, I mean, if we're just throwing things out there, uh, I'm going to touch back on the Court of Owls real quick. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be a cool kind of thematic, like, through line if the first movie was The Sins of the Father. Then we go Court of Owls and have The Sins of the Mother because she was an Arkham. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of touch upon how the Arkhams were, part, like, the founding members of the Court of Owls and that kind of thing. And then the third, maybe, like, um, Bruce Wayne coming into his own as just no sins of his parents block mm -hmm. him. 
Um, Mr. Freeze, fantastic movie. I just think that Mr. Freeze works better as a his own separate movie. Kind of like because it's a character study. Yeah, more. and I mean, we could very easily get that. We're getting like we mentioned. Uh, two separate shows already in this universe. One being sort of focusing on Gotham City, yes, general, which, which I know you're dope. excited for that one. And then what featuring the Penguin and mm -hmm. kind of now what's going to happen after So, that. but then if, if we're just talking about what I'd love to see, uh, the third movie, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that this is going to be a trilogy at this point. I know at the end of this movie that, that um, Joker kind of, if it is Joker, kind of goes, oh, I'm a friend. But I've... I am totally down to seeing the the War of Jokes and Riddles. I don't think they would, but if they did, I that don't would think be they insane. would. But I'd love if they did. And then, of course, um, if they brought Selena Kyle back and did the um, the storyline, they wouldn't do it this early, where he almost marries Selena, but oh, Bane, Bane kind of gets in the Bane way. Bane in this universe would be cool. I know there were no a lot because of in that in that in that storyline, Alfred dies. Yeah, Bane straight up murders him. Yeah. I don't want that. I yeah. want more Alfred. They already almost... This Alfred. Yeah. I like this Alfred. I like this Alfred, too. This Alfred... I like it. Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him because he, he was more of like an... Like, obviously, Alfreds have always been like a helper. But in this one, he just... When he's doing the cipher and he's just taking it upon himself to do this. Well, cipher, I love that they, they, I was just they, like, they go out of their cool. way to mention that. Like, this is like how we've... They touched upon in a few different sources. This was very much, hey, I was like MI6 special forces. Yeah. Alfred. Like he straight up says, no. he goes, he goes, I trained you how to fight, but I never trained you how to take the fear away. No. So I was like, all right. So we know that Alfred trained him or yeah. at least to an extent trained him. So, um, and I would also love to hear a little bit more of the backstory of him. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if he, if he's a ninja, like, I don't know if he, he um, Oh, are you talking about Batman? Or? Yeah, Batman. Oh, yeah, like we don't know if, obviously, that I don't might know be if, he, if he we ever became a Ra's al Ghul guy. I was about to say, we might even get the well, confirmation would, of Ra's al Ghul, and obviously that'll lead to I, I, Talia al Ghul. I'd hope not. And maybe, I, maybe she... No, we're not getting Damian Wayne. Maybe she, like, like slips nope. him a pill, and, you know... No, 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 you know. we don't talk about that. Now, that, that, that segment, do you... I highly know. <laughs> do you think that random little orphan kid is Robin? The one that was the mayor's kid? No. <laughs> I don't no. think so either. But me and me, uh, Talia and Freddie were no, talking about because they'd have like, to kill the mom. Oh, true, true. Mm -hmm. I was He's saying, not an orphan. <laughs> I was I was saying that obviously when the early screenings uh, first appeared for this movie, and everyone says you're gonna freak out in the ending, which obviously now we know is the Joker. My thought was, dude, if the if there's like an end credit scene of just him walking into a circus, I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I I mm, I, I don't, don't know if they're gonna do. I don't think you I can don't do Gra Dick Grayson in any other way. Oh, no, it has to be Trapeze Dick Grayson. Yes. But I don't know. Obviously, Robin is... All the Robins. All the Batman sidekicks are obviously very important to the Batman comics and to overall, you know, the theming. I don't know if we're going to get them in these in these movies. Yeah, Robin is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, because it's... The only one that I think fits in this kind of universe of darkness is Red obviously Hood? your favorite. Yeah, Red Hood. Yeah. I mean, it'd be because it, because I think you would love the fact that we had a, an entire movie where they they um, have that Robin and then they just kill him. Yeah, you would love that. Oh no! If 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 it was which 
if the second movie, like we said, if Joker's in it but kind of has a backstep, mm-hmm. and you sort of have, like we mentioned, the sins of the father and all that, and then have the third movie deal with the grief of what happened, and I don't think they would tackle the actual Red Hood storyline with, no, with Jason coming back, being the main... If they did, though, would lose my fucking mind. I know you, you would. Know I don't think my, that would one happen. one of my favorite comments. They would have too much to set up. Of course. Just to break yeah, yeah, it down. Just, just yeah. for the last one to be like, here's Red Hood. Yeah. But it'd be cool. But like we mentioned, I, I think... I'm hopeful, and I know no, that Matt Reeves years would have to pass. I know Matt Reeves did mention that he really genuinely made this film as its own film. He didn't make it with, "Hey, we're gonna have sequels. Hey, we're gonna do that." Obviously, it's Warner Brothers. They're gonna we, make sequels. We knew that this is gonna big budget, big you know whatever Hollywood movie. We knew that there was gonna be sequels, probably like you mentioned a trilogy. So, I am intrigued, like you mentioned, kind of seeing where the other two kind of go. Whether, like you mentioned, we look at this as sort of that stepping stone of uh, what started it all and kind of like that. Overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy kind of now that we can have these talks of of kind of like, you know, how we do with all sort of superhero and just all these sort of movies that we get sequels to of what comes next? What does this mean for these characters? Are we going to see Selena in the sequel? Are we going to get more Alfred? Are we going to get Robbins, et cetera, et cetera? So overall, I'm, I'm very happy and obviously we I'm, gave it our ratings. And- I'm very happy with this movie too. I just think it was the beginning of something that could be better. Now, Matt Reeves needs to be the director of the next few movies. Of course. I, need, I, I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Because no, no, I, I think... I think if he's fact, not the director, then I'm not watching them. I agree. And I, I think the, the biggest, and obviously, this isn't really... This is something that when you... The fact that this isn't connected to anything yeah. is important. And I think that DC is finally kind of finding its truth in doing, hey... You can still have some of these characters well, interact every so often, but you tried to catch up to Marvel, and that's just you. You're yeah. You they tried to about. do they tried to do the extended universe, and what they've decided to do otherwise is what I love, which is they're giving directors a chance to just do what they want. Like Joker. The movie, yeah, being whatever it had to be, and then um, Suicide Squad, yeah, being, James Gunn, James yeah, Gunn's being Squad. its uh, um, artistic equal. I'm, I like that they're giving these fantastic directors the freedom to make the movies they want. Agreed, and and you know, I I think DC has such, in my opinion, I've I've always said this, and and I'll stick by this, which is, I think that. DC has more interesting characters, at least in my opinion, uh, than Marvel because you could have entire movie trilogies about Batman and his rogues, about Flash, Superman, Aquaman. All these characters are oh, interesting Flash. on their own. So, you know, I, I you could still do the Justice League stories. You could no. do the all these stories, but don't want it. Give it time, and I think that we finally got what we is, and it's always happened. Batman works best in his own thing mm-hmm. because obviously Batman and me and you talked about it. We liked uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and I think Batman and that was good, but I didn't. Batman, I think Batman was the weakest part of no, that no. movie. But what I'm saying is Batman works with other people, but Batman works best thematically doing his own shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that being able to sit in his darkness is what works best for Batman, not sit against the brightness of Superman. Of course. So, I think overall, uh, final thoughts, we we both enjoyed. Great movie, have, go watch we it. We might even do in the future once, like, I don't know, like two or three years when they announce more shit, talk about what we're expecting in the second movie. And yeah. And they and announce I, 
confirmations of villains and stuff, you know, all that stuff. I think we'll definitely do uh, a small kind of addendum in future um, in future podcasts on when we rewatch it, how we feel again about it. But um, I think I think it's a great start. I really liked I, I really liked it. I know that I don't sound like I did. Uh, because uh, obviously my film brain is going like it could have been better. Why are these genres well, so well, that's intertwined? That's why this is a good podcast. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. you like things and I so don't. So like, sometimes like if I it like was just me as a Batman, because Batman's my favorite superhero. Like, like by far, Batman is my favorite superhero, and then right behind him, Spider Man. But Batman's my favorite. So like, I'm I'm tempted to just give it a five out of five because I love Batman. But it's just it's not deserving of it. Of course, and and. Obviously, like I said, you know, we both talked about our likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. and sometimes those overlap. So, uh, like we mentioned, as always, um, if you uh, want to give us more topics, want to give us more questions of the day, uh, leave that as always at uh, Evan in Disguise. Or sometimes you get anonymous things. I don't know if you want to plug where they can leave you stuff no. for you. All right, cool. So, Evan in Disguise or uh, my personal account, Evan Bandon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and let us know about your opinions on the batman if you watch it or if you're going to watch it and uh or if and you've already watched it 12 times already watched it 12 times and look out for our net next podcast next week and uh thanks for watching or listening oh wait i can do the outro because you do the intro exactly goodbye